Welcome to The Raw, recorded at Sioux College, which is located in the Robinson-Huron Treaty Territory. We are grateful to Mother Earth for providing us the land, water, air and food needed to sustain all life, and we acknowledge Indigenous peoples as the original stewards of this land, who have lived in harmony and in respect with all creation. As we are all relations, it is important to recognise this interconnected relationship with one another and our obligation to respect the land that has nourished, healed, protected and embraced us. We honour Abaduan Bachawana First Nation and Katagan CB Garden River First Nation as the original caretakers of the land that Sioux College is situated on and acknowledge the contributions of the historical Métis Nation of Sault Ste. Marie in the stewardship of this territory. Welcome back to The Roar. It's me, Larissa, the International Student Success Coach, and I have such a special episode for you guys today. I am not the host. I have a special host, and I have many special guests, and I'll let them introduce themselves. Welcome, everyone. Happy New Month. We are super honored to be here to be celebrating the Black History Month in the month of February here at Sioux College. And I am surrounded by amazing individuals who will be introducing themselves to you in such a very short time. But uh, today, in the spirit of celebrating Black History Month, I will tell you my name first. So my name is Maureen Ngozi Chikura. I am in the social service worker program here at Sioux College and I'm Nigerian. So I would have the next person beside me introduce himself. Uh, my name is Mark Millington. Um, I am in the social worker program as well. Um, my family is from Trinidad and I am first generation Canadian. Hi everyone, my name is Kishori Burns. I'm in the global business management program and I am from Jamaica. Hi everyone, my name is Kazimali Jake. I am Nigerian and I just finished my first program in health informatics. And yes, happy to be here. Hi everyone, my name is Baba Tunde Gregory Onishemo from Nigeria, Global Business Management. I'm so blessed to be here today. Thank you. Hello everyone, my name is Ndubisi Ugu. I'm from Nigeria also. I'm here to studying Global Business Management. You can say Billy Bones, my nickname. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now when I said we were surrounded... Now you understand, I'm surrounded with amazing individuals from the continent of Africa. And today we'll be talking everything about Black History Month because the month of February is celebrating ourselves. And to just kick up the conversation, I'm hoping that we can get some more voices here on campus to join us next time, but also to hear the voices who are in the room right now. And I'll be going around to ask them what Black History Month truly means to them. Um, so for me, Black History Month is just a chance for us to kind of reflect and enjoy everything that we are, everything that we have brought to the places that we've come from and the place that we're living now, um, sharing in the culture and the, the family and the spirit that we all have here. 
Um, there's a lot of experiences that I find people, we're all from different countries, but we all share similar experiences for being black. So it's just nice to hear from other people and share those experiences with everybody and bring knowledge and light to everything that our culture has to offer. Black History Month for me is that time to embrace my identity and who I really um, am as a black person. Uh, Our ancestors, Marcus Garvey for me, um, Nanya de Maroons would have fought um, tirelessly to give us our freedom and our rights um, to movement. So definitely this time of the year, I take that opportunity to reflect and embrace where I'm coming from. Um, Black History Month for me, I think is more about reflecting on like my, the past leaders, the giants of like Africa and things like that. And I feel like it's not just necessarily looking at like the slavery and the racism that is like literally like what people highlight. I think it's more about reflecting on their achievements, where we, where we were in the past years and now where we are now and what we, what we have to do in the future to just keep going forward and keep pushing ourselves as uh, the giants as well. Okay, for me, Black history represents uh, a rich tapestry of um, resilience, triumph, and contributions that have shaped societies worldwide. It is a celebration of achievements, struggles, and cultural influences of Black individuals and communities. Black history is an integral part of human history, reminding us of the importance of diversity, inclusion, and the ongoing pursuit for equality. And for me, it would be black is the new white, and it's not because of the color, it's because white signifies freedom, signifies um, sanity, clarity, and wins. It means that um, over, over the years, the blacks have said coming out of what they used to be afraid. And now, for people I look up to, that would be my father, P.O. Late. And he meant uh, he loved the black people and he did all he could. Now that he died, we did not say he died, he took a bow. Okay, so I hear all the recognition of what Black History Month means to all of you. And the the thing that strikes me most is the fact that we're supposed to be celebrating ourselves and celebrating all the success stories that have come through from the continent. But I want to know from you, in your own words, what will be that word that describes your country? So you're from Trinidad, Mac. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. It is the most beautiful place I have ever seen in my entire life. I remember, I have not been back in years, but I went back and we were in the plane and I was sleeping and my mom woke me up and says, we're almost here. And I looked out of the plane and the island is shaped like a little boot. And I just saw the island and the mountains. It, it is just, it is gorgeous. I will, to this day, I've never, I've been to many beaches. I've been to many mountains. I've been many places in the world, but nothing feels as beautiful as that country did. So I would say beautiful. Wow. Beautiful. Awesome. Because I have three Nigerians on this table, I would ask one person. So I'll ask Babatunde, what's the one word that describes your country? Well, for me, the word that describes my country is a popular one. My country is known as the giant of Africa. And it's not a giant just in the name giant. It's a giant in everything. It's the most populous country in Africa. It is diverse in different languages. 
Even though the lingua franca is English, it is diverse in culture. It is diverse and huge in landmass. And then when it comes to economics, we have it in different sectors, oil, agriculture, businesses, and the likes. So Nigeria, for me, is the place to be in terms of, you know, huge. It is diverse. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. So, Ndubisi. Um, that word for me should be would be resilience. Nigerians are really resilient. Uh, there's a saying that goes that it's only Nigerians that can live in Nigeria because mm-hmm. it's, it's 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 a struggle, not a negative one, but a positive one. A Nigerian does not go down without fighting, and a Nigerian is humble. A Nigerian does not lower the standards to achieve. A Nigerian goes to the highest of the of mountains and then goes there to achieve. Awesome, thank you. Jamaica, what word describes your country? There isn't one word um, that I could choose to describe Jamaica. We are a community of one, just about... When you come to Jamaica, you'll find Chinese Jamaicans, white Jamaicans, Brazilian Jamaicans. Once you come, we give you that sense of belonging. We give you that community spirit. And so we celebrate just about everything. If there's a rhythm, we're going to put a dance to it. And if there's a dance, we're going to put a song to it. Um, so we are that vibrant community and we embrace each and every one. So there isn't that one word that I can think of. Awesome. So I hear beautiful. I hear giant. I hear resilience. And I hear community from you, even if you don't want to use one word. But I know that Mark was here dancing when he said, <laughs> if there's a vibe to it, you know. And, and I think that's something that's really interesting because when we talk about the countries on the continent, we hear some very shocking things, some crazy things. And I want to hear what, like, what tops, what's that Twitter moment for you, like the most shocking thing that you've heard said about your country? <laughs> Who wants to go first? So for me, I think we share similar stories in the way that people see, for instance, the dance hall scene, okay? We have, the dancing is is such a culturally relative thing for the West Indies. Like, like you said, if there is music, we are dancing. If there's a rhythm, we're making a dance for it. And if we have a dance for it, there's a song for it and everybody knows it and everybody is ready. And that jam comes on and everyone knows it's time. And so I've had people where, especially in this city, I remember coming to this city when there were very few black people. And I used to DJ at a bar in town. And so I would put on certain sections for the people that I knew were going to dance to certain things. And so we'd get to like a dance hall and I'd play like a little dance hall set. And you'd have certain people who would just stand off to the side and you'd have all of my brothers who would just get out there and they would just start giving. And people are like, what? That's not even dancing. They're just like, they're like almost doing it on the dance floor. And I'm like, that's, that's how we get down. Like we, we enjoy ourselves. And like, it is, I get it. It's shocking to some people, but like, that's how we express ourselves. We, our movement is an extension of everything we are. So when we get out there, I don't care that you're watching. I don't care who's looking. I am here to enjoy myself. And if my body is moving this way and it's bothering you, 
that is a you problem, not a me problem. <laughs> so it is always shocking to me when people don't understand the way the culture, because everybody has like their own way of seeing how you should comport yourself and how you should be. And we just don't care. Like we, that is the time for enjoyment. And that's what we're going to do at that time. Awesome. Okay, that was awesome, Mark. Really, because my spirit was dancing while you were saying all those things, right? Because we are the kind of people that we have music, we would come with dances, and then when you have your own music and dance, we will still find a way to still dance and boogie to it, right? But one major thing that I still want to mention is the fact that, um, you know, is that part where people have stereotypes, you know, concerning the colored people, right? And then one of those stereotypes is that monolithic um, stereotype where they feel all blacks are just the same. But the truth is blacks are diverse. The culture is diverse. The cuisines are diverse. And then another, you know, setback stereotype like is intellectual. They think that you're dumb. But the thing is, we are very intelligent. We are smart. We are giving. And then what people don't understand, they can't interpret, right? So when you, like in Nigeria... Nigeria is a place where I know you go to parties and then they feed you, give you drink, and they still give you to take home. While in some places, some people are expecting you to come with all these things for a party. We don't need you to come with anything. You just show up and then we'll do every other thing for you. Mm. Thank you. That's how we roll. (laughs) Okay. And just because you said what you said, there's this quote by Chimamanda that says, if you don't understand, ask questions. And if you're uncomfortable, say that you're uncomfortable, but still ask anyway. And I want to ask, Joke, why? <laughs> why do you think that, based on what Baba Tunde said about the stereotypes, why do you think that these stereotypes exist? Um, I would say, like, it literally stems from our forefathers, like the people that were before us. It's... It goes um, all the way back then, you know, people just feel like if you're African, Caribbean, black, whatever, like you're just a certain type of uh, people, you know, and like you said earlier, people don't ask questions. If you don't ask questions, you're not going to know. Somebody stopped me today and said, oh, can I say happy black history month? Is that fine? And I'm like, you see, this is somebody that wants to know. These are people that I feel like want to do better. So if, if regardless of what the history says, regardless of what our parents have been through, it's okay to get to know the new people. It's okay to want to know about our culture, about our food, about... Like, I feel like when people see, like, black people, they just assume, oh, you guys eat spicy food. Not everybody eats spicy food. And they say, you see, like, a Nigerian person and a Jamaican person, you say, oh, do you guys know each other from your country? No, we don't. So these are, like, things... I, I had an account, like, on the campus, too, some weeks ago, and somebody stopped me. I was trying to speak to me, and then it goes, oh, your English is so good. Where did you learn it from? And I'm like, uh, we speak English in my country. Like, so it's, it's, it's just honestly be curious, ask questions. I mean, we are in a totally different country from where we are, where we're born. And we don't just assume things. We ask questions. We take it slow. And because I, I was saying something to somebody yesterday and I was like, if I'm dealing with a Nigerian, I know how we speak. I know no matter what I say, if you already know the the intention behind it, you're not going to take it in a bad way. But if I'm speaking to like a Canadian, I have to be a little bit more careful because I don't want to say something that is going to upset the person unknowingly. So if you're dealing with a black person, same thing should apply. Don't assume. 
speak to the person like, okay, I don't know how your culture is. So I'm saying this thing from a good place and I would like to know more about you guys. I feel like if we all as individuals, black, white, Indian, it doesn't matter. If we're curious about our culture and we want to get to know each other, it will just make the world a better place, honestly. And mm. I totally agree with you. And I see a lot of nods in the room as well because most of the time when when these scenarios happen, we kind of feel offended, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And sometimes, I know, we're here on this table, so it's free to talk. <laughs> it's, it's the fact that even when people are curious, mm -hmm. are we also very open. open to answering those questions? It's tough. Because for me, it is about the intention. I think exactly what you're saying is true. It is about the intention for me. If someone comes at me and asks me a question and I can tell that you are genuinely curious and you're genuinely wanting to understand and you're coming from a place of understanding, I have no problem with answering your question. But there are some people who come from such a place of ignorance where you can tell in the way that they're asking you something. They're like... They're, they're not asking because they're genuinely curious. They're asking because they want to reinforce some sort of image or stereotype that they have in their mind. And they're hoping that you'll, you'll fit into that box. And I'm like, that's not how it works. The number of times I've been asked, and I don't know about you, but the number of times someone has met me and within minutes of meeting me, they're like, they don't ask me, where are you from? They immediately assume that because I've mentioned the Caribbean or because I've mentioned that I like reggae or because I've mentioned that I like soca or whatever, they immediately go, oh, so you're Jamaican. And I'm like, you know there are literally like 20 other islands in the West Indies that you could choose from, but you only know Jamaica? That's the only one you know, and so that that must be where I'm from, right? And so, like, yeah, I get up in arms. I get a little bit uppity when people don't ask me things from a place of, like, pure intentions, you know what I mean? I feel you, but I'm also 100% open if I think that you want to have that conversation and that I feel like you're going to value the information that's going to come from the conversation, 100%, I'm open to having that talk. I, I've always been in that educator role, you know? All right. I hear you, man. Yeah. <laughs> right, but we welcome you as the <laughs> Hey, let's go. I have a okay. question. Because I had that asked to me more than once before. And if I ever had a pet monkey. I, I think that... People have asked me weird questions, especially about the pet thing, because you just think that Africa has all the wild animals <laughs> and you would hear strange things. No, people are not asking you if you have dogs because everyone has dogs every, uh, in every other part of the world, but they will ask you some strange things about, yeah, maybe the monkey. So, Ndubisi, <laughs> what's the most shocking thing you've heard? Okay, uh, uh, let me laugh a bit. It's, it's funny, all the things I've heard today from Mark, from um, Jokes, from Kisha, and even from Larissa. It's it's funny. Um, I've not been asked if I, I have a pet monkey, but I've been asked more funnier questions. Somebody said, um, I heard in Africa that you all live among wild animals and i was like oh my god that uh, i would have been eaten long ago right because yep. wild animals are not tamed but to shock the person i said okay come with me um, let me just show you a few pictures from my insta from my facebook and um, probably whatsapp 
or my personal pictures from my camera. And the person was like, oh my God, is this Africa? Is this Nigeria? Is this? And I said, oh yes. That because you've not been to this part of the world doesn't mean there, there is no beauty in this part of the world. Lagos is among the finest cities in the world, whether you agree or not. And that is absolute true. That's a period. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like that's so true. And again, um, the English thing, they are like, how do you speak English? I know my intonation is not as good as I want it to be, but I speak better than most people. And it's not because I do extra on English. It's just because it is the way of life in Nigeria. It's part of the things we speak. We speak English. We have we have over 370 languages in Nigeria. And many tribes, but still, we communicate in one way. We understand ourselves in one way. And English is one of them. Then, another culture shock is where people think um, Africans are dumb. <sighs> How is that? There are so many Africans out there, even if they are not still in Africa. Lovely footballers, soccer players, they came from Africa, musicians from Africa, intelligent presidents for um, the world are also from Africa. And I wonder why do they always say that? It's just because they have not asked questions, they don't even want to know. And like Max said, if you come from a place of understanding, from a place of curiosity, and not from the place where you're trying to belittle me or make me look like the monkey you assume I am, <laughs> then I'll, I'll, be, I'll be with you. I'll, I'll bring it down, break it down, make you understand. But if you want to show me... um um. It's, it's because I'm black. You have to intimidate me. You can't. Black is beautiful. Yes. The color does not matter. And like I said, black is the new white. And it's not because of the color. It's just because we have clarity. We have freedom. And all the good things that come with this, the black. Thank you. I have to touch on something you said because ooh, the language. Yeah. So you all hear me. And it boggles people's mind because I was born here. This, this is where I am from. My family, I share that heritage and I understand where I came from. But this is where I was born. So I've always spoken English. And I grew up in a pretty poor area of Toronto. I grew up in Rexdale, okay? And in that area, it was a ton of Black families. Just literally all Black families. That's all we grew up around, okay? And everybody had this very backwards mindset. A ton of the, the kids in that neighborhood refused to accept that there could be better for them. You know what I mean? Like we are all sitting at this table. We are all college students. We are all people striving to do something with our lives and striving to make our mark on the world. And I sat at a young age and decided that what I saw was not what I wanted to be. And because I strove to do that, so many people looked at me as though I was looking down on them, like my own community. And that's one of the, the hard parts in our community that I, I have, is that so many people for so long refuse. They're so stuck in, like you said earlier, um, they're so stuck in looking at the negative and thinking about like all of the stereotypes and the, the, the racism and the slavery. And they're so stuck in that, that mindset of remembering the past that they refuse to acknowledge that they can create a better future. And so growing up, I had a lot of people who looked at me and said, oh, you, you talk so smart, you talk so white, like, listen to you, like, you're trying to be better than us. And I'm like, I'm not trying to be better than you. I'm just trying to be better. There's not a, it's not a competition. You can do exactly what I'm doing, but you're choosing to live the way that you're living and you're choosing to accept the, the, the situation that you're in 
as fact instead of looking at it as something that you can change. That's not me. You know what I mean? So that's when you were talking about the number of languages and people looking at us like I'm dumb or looking at us like we're dumb. I get the exact opposite. I get people looking at me like I'm trying to be something that I'm not. And that's not, I just am who I am. I'm a product of how I was raised. I'm a product of where I was raised and I'm doing the best with what I have. I'm not trying to be better than anyone else. I'm just trying to be better. That's it. What is the one shocking thing you've had? Um, for me, the most shocking thing was um, I was on my phone in Walmart and the the lady, she said, where are you from? I don't, she, she was trying to pick up my accent and I said, for me, anywhere I go, once you said, where are you? I'm going to say Jamaica. You don't have to finish asking the question. So I said, Jamaica. And she was like, oh, where in Jamaica are you from? And I told her and she said, oh, I have friends from St. Elizabeth. You don't sound Jamaican. I said, no, I'm 100% born and raised um, Jamaican because in Jamaica, like oh, you have different languages, it's the one English that we speak, but different parts of the country would have deeper accent or more of a broken English. And so she thought that everybody in Jamaica spoke the same way. And because I wasn't speaking that way, I was not Jamaican. And so I was like baffled. Like it's the first time I've had somebody tell me I'm not Jamaican. Like, where do I belong? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, can be, that can be truly confusing for, for anybody. And I just, dear people, please just ask questions. Like who makes those laws? How do how do we even follow them? We're talking we're talking about a country that looks at indigenous people and says if you have less than X percent blood you're not native so let's let's not even begin to talk about that (laughs) okay so moving on i want you all to tell me what's the one fun thing that you love about being a person of color mine is very silly i love the fact that i can change my look every month every week i love the fact i can break today i can have my wig on tomorrow long shots i love it and honestly I've had like people stop me at the uh, supermarket. I'm like, they're like, oh, I love your hair. And I'm like, oh, it's a wig. And I'm like, oh, oh. And then at my workplace, it is crazy. Like I can have like locks this month. And then they're like, oh, is this your real hair? And I'm like, nope. And then the next month I have braids on. And I'm like, oh, is this your real hair? I'm like, nope. And I'm like, you're probably never going to see my real hair because I just love to change it. I just feel like, I don't know. It's, it's really interesting. The fact that um, I see people like, let's say for instance, Larissa now, if I see Larissa any time of the day, I'm going to recognize her, right? I can have like bangs on like this week and I, people are like, who is that girl? And they wouldn't even know that it's me. Uh, so changing like my hairstyle and everything just makes me look different all the time. And people are so curious about it. Like my classmates in, in class then, they were always curious. I had a lecturer and every time I walk in with like a new hair, she says, oh my god you look so different and i'm like i'm like yep i love it like that so yeah that's one fun thing i love about being black awesome for me one thing i like about being a colored person comes with the fact that it comes with vibrant cultural heritage diverse traditions and a unique perspective on the world 
celebrating cultural festivals, enjoying diverse cuisines, and participating in cultural events are some of the enjoyable aspects. Embracing one's identity and sharing it with others fosters a sense of community and mutual appreciation, and that is what I like about my color. Thank you. I like being Jamaican. <laughs> um, for me, I like standing out in a crowd. So if I'm in a room and I see that I'm the only black person there, that excites me. Um, but the thing is, I like being Jamaican. Um, and that's a fun fact because, like I said, persons would normally think about dance and music when they hear of Jamaica. And I cannot dance <laughs> in my life. But the mere fact that you think I can dance, mm-hmm. that's a joy for me. Yeah. And and you know one thing I like about Jamaica is the accent. I love yeah. the bumble class. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Music has been a big part of my life and the contribution that black people, I think it's it's so underrated that people don't understand the level of contribution black people have made to music. Like people hear rock and roll and don't realize that's black people. They hear jazz. They don't realize that's black people. Like grunge, rock, pop, all of these things started with somebody that had an idea, that had a sound that was different from what everybody else was doing at the time. And these were black people that made these huge contributions to music. So for me, music is such a beautiful thing because it brings, it shows that everybody can be brought together. It doesn't matter where you're from. It doesn't matter. Like you can listen to any genre of music and like we can talk until we're blue in the face and talk about like hip hop, for instance. And you can, you can argue all you want. You can, say whoever is the greatest of all time and it doesn't matter. But it's beautiful to me that we have, we're in a day and age now where it doesn't matter who you are, everybody can partake, everybody can produce, everybody can create something that fits both within their culture, but still identifies within that black, that black sphere. You know what I mean? Like you've got Eminem doing rap, you've got like black people who are on country tracks now. And I'm like, that's what's up. Like, we're just invading and taking over everything and showing that like we're here and it's, it's, it's beautiful to see. So I've, I've always enjoyed black music because something about it, no matter who it is, no matter where it comes from, no matter whether we're talking Afrobeats or we're talking soul, there's something that comes out the second you hear black voices in unison singing. There's just, it, it, it it, it it has a soul. Yes, it just you feel it. It's it's a different feeling, you know. The music has a soul. Mm. FYI, Max playlist is. <laughs> so it's amazing. He introduced me to one song last week, and I can tell you, it's been on repeat all week. And the BC. Things that will bother you, not negatively, because the fun thing about me being black one of it is controversy 
don't look don't, don't listen to controversy from the negative point of view look at it from the enigmatic point of view where you don't know what to expect where you don't know who exactly uh, i am i i would just have to wow you every time you come up on me like let's have a class where there are so many people in the class and then a black person goes off as the best you were expecting the person to go down but the fun part is that no the person is going to come up tops and another one is as a black person i'm so it's a fun thing for me to have a family outside of family because wherever i come into i see people who say hey you're black this way and we all come together and we'll have fun we do it together even without knowing our names that's what the black people do i don't need to know your name to vibe with you i don't need to know your name to call you my brother i would i would first call you my brother because before i call you your name right then the other part is where black for me represents freedom all the time like freedom all the way i hear about the freedom songs from africa south africa from everywhere and the truth is we are free actually very free like a bird awesome one fun thing for me is the fact that we have pepper and I, i'm really excited about pepper in food i don't know how i would do without pepper so that's the good part for me pepper then gong <laughs> <laughs> yes okay so we're moving very fast and we're going to some trivia questions i want to ask these amazing individuals how well they know their continent so i'm starting with abatunde yes please <laughs> who is the first black canadian woman that was elected in parliament hmm may i call a friend 5050 call again okay uh the black the first black woman elected to the parliament was um honorable jane augustine she played a pivotal role in officially recognizing black month history in canada in december 1995 the house of commons officially recognized february as black history month following the unanimous motion introduced by dr augustine she she's the one awesome thank you i didn't even know that <laughs> okay so kish is black history month celebrated the same time everywhere around the world no So Babs just said that Canada does February um Jamaica does February as well and I also learned that in Brazil they do it in November so we take different time of the year to recognize our people Awesome NBC Why is Black History Month celebrated in February oh My god what what if I say I don't know <laughs> Okay okay let me let me try I think um because it coincides with the best months of two very amazing people and those should be Frederick Douglass and Abraham Lincoln they were both born in the month of February all right and mark who is the first african american model that was featured on the cover of GQ Ah, that is the lovely lady Tyra Banks. That woman paved the way for many Amazing. many yeah. black women. Like Christian, huh? <laughs> yes, she paved the way for many many black women um in the entertainment industry to be featured and to be highlighted. So, yeah, it's Tyra Banks for sure. Thank you. Joke. Yes. So, 
a little bit whispered that there's a Kano in school now mm-hmm. and everyone has been asking what does a Kano mean? Hey, so a Kano means African Caribbean Canadian Association of Northern Ontario. So it's like a small, obviously it's a small community in Sioux, but in the Northern region, that's like what I kind of represent. So please identify with us when you see us. That was a subtle marketing just. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so final words from everyone before we go. This has been an amazing experience. I have enjoyed learning from all of you and sharing with all of you. I hope that Anybody who's listening takes the time. If you see people around campus, like we've all said, it's it's more about being curious. I think you'll find that there's lots to learn about all of our various cultures and all of our various backgrounds. And what we've experienced will be different from you. So just come at us with a from a, from a place of respect, from a place of genuine curiosity, and I promise you'll learn way more about our lives and way more about our cultures than you ever thought possible. Same here. Um, for me, we're ready to embrace each and every one, um, embrace ourselves, uh, regardless of where you're from, what you think of us. Uh, it's a culturally diverse environment um, that we're in. And for the Black folks, I in particular, um, respect each and every one culture. I'm trying to get to learn and not make assumptions. So like Mark said, ask questions. We're ready to answer. Okay. For me, um, this meeting or this gathering, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed every personality that has seated here. But if there's anything I would like anybody to remember, you know, this meeting for, is that Black History Month serves as a valuable time to reflect celebrate and educate ourselves on in on the immense contributions of black individuals let's continue to promote understanding respect and equality not just during this dedicated month but throughout the year embracing diversity enriches our collective human experience and paves the way for a more inclusive and harmonious future thank you Okay, um, for me, that would be me confessing that there is more to black than even myself knows. So there is a lot more to learn because I learned a lot from all the people gathered here. And every black is not Nigerian. Every every Bamboclatic language speaking person is not from Jamaica. (laughs) And of course, I'm Nigerian. You know, they buy my color for markets. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I would like to end it by saying that I'm more curious to learn about um, you guys, Jamaican Trinidad. Like, I know a little, but I want to know more now. And also connect with other students on campus, off campus. Um, I mean, it's a, small, it's a small club, it's a small community, but I feel like if we come together as one, we can know so much about each other and also educate people better. And finally, I would like to say you guys should please... I'm begging you, attend the Cultural Week, uh, Cultural Day on the campus. This week is going to happen on the 15th of February. Please mark your calendar at the common link, 11.30 to 1 p.m. We're going to be there. Uh, we're going to bring a couple of people to speak with students, uh, people that have been here uh, in Susemari or outside Susemari, but that are residing here now to speak to us. 
about one or two things. Have some fun, some games, some prizes are going to be won as well. And on the 24th of February, please mark your calendars. We're going to have like a dinner party in school. We're trying to make it like one of the best, 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 best parties. <laughs> We're going to try our best. It's going to start at 5 p.m. No African time. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> once we start we start we're not waiting for you guys and if you don't miss food oh well you're gonna miss out but it's really gonna be fun we're gonna ensure that we capture everybody's culture uh since i feel like we're rich in uh as the club at Kano, we have to ensure that everybody feels included please on this on the 15th of february and on the 24th we'll love it if you can come wear your africa uh your culture attire let people see us. Let them see that bright colors. Let them know us. Let them get to know more about us. Let them be curious, actually. Uh, it would be nice if you guys can come in your cultural attire. And on the, Feb- uh, on the 17th of February, the Akano uh, community is having a party at Grand's Garden. I think it's on the iCenter. Please check your iCenter uh, notification, guys. It's there. It's going to be, at, I think it's starting at 6. It's going to be a dinner as well. You know, celebrating people. Let's get to know more of the people that have been here before us. And uh, speak to them. Just connect with them um, in general. Looking forward to see each and every one of you guys. Please grab your tickets once it's it's uh, uh, posted. Uh, because if you guys buy your ticket lists and it's filled up, don't find me in the international office. I can help you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. So there are lots and lots of activities planned out for Black History Month in February here at Sioux College. And we invite all of you to please come out in your numbers and in your colors as well. We want to see all of that vibrancy. Uh, for me, thank you so much. We're celebrating ourselves and we're celebrating the history and honoring the people from the past and the present and you're the present. So please come, let's celebrate together. Thank you to everyone, Mark. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate. Roar! Roar!